You're listening to the Holistic Weight Loss Podcast for women who are ready to discover just how easy it can be to regain control of their health and wellness. Here's your host, Christina Ettore. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Weight Loss Podcast. Today we are going to talk about the low calorie approach to weight loss. And this episode is going to be especially useful for anyone that has been on a diet, lost a bunch of weight, only to gain it all back just as quickly, if not faster than the time it took to lose it. We are going to discuss the hidden dangers of low calorie diets and also what to do if you have discovered that this approach just simply isn't working for you anymore. The calories in, calories out model of weight loss suggests that in order to lose weight, you need to eat less calories than your body needs to maintain its current weight. And as a result, the body will run out of energy and it will have to start looking for energy, hopefully in the form of stored body fat. Now, all weight loss works on this principle. You must eat slightly less calories than your body needs, and as a result, fat metabolism will be triggered. Whether you're doing keto or paleo or vegan or something else, they all work because you are in a calorie deficit. Now, the problem with calorie counting alone is it does not take into account the quality of the food you're eating, which means based on this theory, As long as you eat less calories than your body needs to maintain its weight, then you can basically eat whatever you want, including all kinds of junk and processed food. And as crazy as this is about to sound, I've had many clients successfully lose weight by simply eating less junk. And I certainly don't recommend this approach because I like to work with people to improve the overall quality of their diet, but for some people this is the best we can do and that's okay. Now here are some things that you may not know about low calorie diets. Many women that I've worked with discovered very early on in life that the less they ate the faster they would lose weight and unfortunately I've been there myself too. Now, instead of eating slightly less and enjoying slow, sustainable results, many women go to extreme measures to lose the weight fast. They restrict their calories far below what is required for a healthy functioning adult. And as a result, some issues begin to arise. There are a number of issues that can begin to develop when we over restrict calories for long periods of time. And I'll share a few of the common ones I see in clinic now. First of all, undereating is very stressful on the body. It can cause cortisol levels to rise, which can affect digestion and nutrient absorption, which is a huge problem. It can affect sleep and also your nervous system health. Now, your nervous system is one of the main systems responsible for helping you to maintain a calm, composed mood. And the last thing we want to do when embarking on a weight loss program is to stress the nervous system because it will make us less resilient 
more snappy, hungrier, grumpier, and it will leave us craving all of those foods that kind of got us into strife in the first place. The next thing that commonly occurs when we over-restrict calories is hormonal imbalance. And usually the thyroid is the first to be affected. The thyroid controls up to 60% of our metabolism. It determines if the calories we eat will be used as fuel or if they will get stored as fat. Now, when we restrict calories, the thyroid begins to slowly turn down the metabolism to preserve energy. And it does this in a number of ways. Firstly, it turns down our body temperature. It reduces our energy levels so we don't feel motivated to exercise. It reduces muscle mass because muscle burns more calories at rest than fat does. And it can also alter our appetite. So some women find themselves feeling increasingly more hungry and other women lose their appetite altogether. Other symptoms of low thyroid function include a depressed mood, irregular periods, hair loss, constipation, fluid retention, and a feeling of puffiness. When the thyroid starts to malfunction, it can have a negative effect on estrogen levels, which begins to cause a whole host of other issues, including fertility problems, period problems, and difficult menopause. And it can also begin to affect other hormones as well, like progesterone and testosterone. Now, the problem with these issues is they don't just go away when we start eating more. Over-restricting calories for long periods of time can lead to long-term damage. And sometimes it can take months or years to reverse these issues. So that means when you do start indulging in certain foods again after you've finished your diet, the weight will often come flying back on. And if you have done long-term damage, you may find that it's harder to shift the weight the next time you try. So if you are going to look at calorie restricting for weight loss, then you want to ensure that you're in a slight deficit only and that you only do it for short periods of time. Now, apart from the risk of over-restricting, there are a couple of other potential issues with low-calorie diets. And the main issue that I want to touch on now is it's important to consider the quality of the food that you're eating. My belief is that the food we eat does have the potential to make us healthy and it can also make us quite sick. 100 calories of steak is going to be metabolized quite differently in the body compared to 100 calories of chocolate. And here's the difference. The 100 calories that you consume from steak is going to satisfy you for a lot longer than sugar will. It will stabilize your blood sugar levels, especially if you have a little butter on top, and it will provide you with long-lasting energy. And just as a side note, if you eat steak and you feel sluggish, you need to take a closer look at your digestive health because it typically means that you have low stomach acid, which can make weight loss more difficult. Now, 100 calories of chocolate is going to taste pretty good if you're into chocolate. You are going to get a quick burst of energy and you're going to get a big insulin release, which means the body is going to store any of that sugar that you didn't use as energy as fat. 
And then as a result, a few hours later, you'll get a crash in energy levels and you'll feel that need for chocolate again. Now, this isn't a big deal if you do it occasionally. We're all entitled to enjoy the things that we like, even if we do have a goal to lose weight. The problem is when we rely heavily on foods that trigger big insulin releases. Food like bread, pasta, sweets, chips, cakes, sugar, chocolate, cereal, biscuits, muesli bars, juice. I think you're starting to get the picture. And yes, some people can eat all of these things and lose weight as long as they are in a calorie deficit and as long as their cells are sensitive to insulin. And for a lot of people, especially if you have a family history of diabetes, this is where the calorie restricting approach starts to fail. Over time, the more of these sweet foods we eat, the more insulin the body has to release and eventually the cells can become resistant to insulin. This means they require more insulin to do the same job. And unfortunately, the more insulin you release, the more fat you will store. And if you have chronically high levels of insulin, it can be almost impossible to lose weight. Insulin resistance is also more likely to occur when we're eating too many highly processed carbs while also indulging in a calorie surplus. And some of the common symptoms of insulin resistance include storing excess weight around the waist, craving carbs and sweets, especially after a meal or in the evening, fluctuating energy levels or constantly low energy levels. The food we eat is not the only thing that contributes to insulin resistance. High levels of stress can also cause the cells to become resistant to insulin and so can certain gut health issues like leaky gut syndrome as well as thyroid issues and estrogen dominance. So these must all be addressed while we also work on your diet. Now, something I find frustrating is insulin testing is not part of a standard blood test or a full blood test. This is a big problem because quite often blood sugar levels come back within range. So you're told by your doctor that you're all good and that there's nothing to worry about. However, insulin could be high and the high insulin could be the cause of your quote unquote healthy blood sugar levels. And chronically high levels of insulin can lead to insulin resistance. And if this develops, diabetes often comes next. So if you do overindulge in general, but more specifically, if you overindulge in carbs and alcohol and you're experiencing some of the symptoms of insulin resistance, it may be worth looking into so that you can have all the information you need to make a change. Now, for some people, reducing calories alone is enough to improve insulin sensitivity and as a result, weight loss will occur. But for a majority of the women I see in clinic, they've come to me because eating less is just not working anymore. And in these cases, we need to change the quality of calories that they are eating. And the first thing we do is we temporarily reduce the carbs. 
Now, when I say we reduce the carbs, we are reducing highly processed carbs that break down quickly and cause spikes in insulin. We are not removing carbs altogether. By removing highly processed carbs, we can begin to see the cells become more sensitive to insulin and weight loss can occur. This also means that when you go back to having a treat, like cake on your birthday or ice cream at the beach, your body will respond appropriately to the sugar that you're eating and you can continue to maintain a healthy weight. Now, this is best case scenario. Unfortunately, for some of the women that I see in clinic, they need to go through the uncomfortable phase of potentially gaining a small amount of weight before they can start losing weight again. And I'll explain why. If you happen to fall into that category of people who have over restricted calories to lose weight and you've done it for most of your life, You may need to go through a period of time where we deliberately increase the amount of calories that you're eating because we essentially need to refeed your metabolism. We need to allow the thyroid an opportunity to re-regulate itself. We need to allow the nervous system an opportunity to realize that it's not in starvation mode anymore. And it's an added bonus if we can help you to build some muscle while we're doing this. Once your body begins to feel safe, we can slowly reduce your calories again, while also focusing on making sure that the calories you're eating are quality ones, and then the weight will begin to drop. I often say to clients that my goal as a practitioner is not only to help you to lose the weight, but I want to see you keep it off. And in order to do that, we need to do things differently. Based on a lot of the research I've done and based on what I see in clinic, the safest and most permanent rate of weight loss is about 200 grams a week. Anything faster than this is quite stressful on the body and it may not be a permanent solution. Of course, I do see results that are faster than this, but I also do focus quite heavily on maintenance plans And I also ensure that if your results are faster than 200 grams a week, that you're still doing what's wise and safe for your body. So just to summarize, when it comes to weight loss, a calorie deficit is important, but your calorie quality and your hormonal health is more important in the long run. If you have been a yo-yo dieter for most of your life and you're looking for a way to make sustainable changes, reach out and contact me. I would love to help you. You can visit my website, renewhealththerapies.com.au and you can also find me on Instagram. Thank you for listening today and I will speak to you again soon.